Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Well, let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome to this Friday, January 13th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons of Family owned full service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us being produced today on TV 10 by Gerald Wright, our intern, uh, Colin. What? Sorry. It's his first week. So far, so good. So far, so good. But I was going to say, Colin, we'll start out talking to EPAC Girls Oops from last night. I appreciate that. Yeah, last night, um, it was a tough night for Hedgesville. Didn't get the offense uh, going. It's been a struggle all season long. Uh, A lot of turnovers when it came to the Eagles and great job by Martinsburg defensively to obviously force the 39 Hedgesville turnovers and get the 53-16 win so Martinsburg now 2-5 and five overall Hedgesville falls to 0-11 oh, and, and we know it's a rebuilding year for Hedgesville so you can't be too hard on first year head coach Matt Faircloth trying to get as many girls out for the program as possible and he has two players injured so when you only have eight girls dressed for varsity it's going to be tough especially when so many of them are new to the sport but hopefully things do progress well it's just last night we didn't get to see that from them and martinsburg looked pretty solid there were still times where even they were struggling to make shots and get that offense functioning and executing to a higher level than they were but overall it was a big win for them and they continue to do well in the epac now two and one yeah they won 53 to 16 over hedgesville last night and uh here's uh my interview post game with uh head coach ronnie fitzpatrick now turn around and we'll send it down to spencer dupuis down here with coach fitzpatrick you got a, a big win tonight and uh, it really seemed like it was because you guys could, you guys stopped them at half court most of the game trying to, where they couldn't break the press. Yeah, it's something that we've been working on is trying to have a little half court trap and change up our defense a little bit. Everything's going to go through our defense. If we can play good sound defense, we'll be able to be competitive. And you score 51 points tonight. Obviously, it's big to get that. And now you have your second win in the EPAC. How do you take this momentum going forward? Well, we we got we to switch it over real quick because we're going to East Fairmont tomorrow. We've got um, Elkins down there tomorrow, and then we play Saturday. So we've got a nice long stretch here. Um, if we can play good sound defense, move the ball, and just execute some of the things we've been working on, we'll give ourselves a good chance. All right, Coach, best of luck. We'll be back here Tuesday. Thank you. I'm excited to see you. All right, that was head coach Ronnie Fitzpatrick for the Martinsburg girls basketball team, as he just mentioned. They'll be back in action t- today and tomorrow. They're taking on Elkins at the East Fairmont Tournament. That game's scheduled for 145 this afternoon. Then tomorrow they'll take on Winfield, and then they'll host Washington on Tuesday, which will be there for Colin. Um, obviously, to get a win is huge, but if you can take that momentum through the weekend, three straight wins would be even more huge. That's not a good phrase. but I, I get the point, though. Yes. You, you want to keep rolling, especially even though it's a tournament this weekend, you're – 
more or less really in the conference play now and Tuesday's a big conference game I would not be surprised if that is a regional final that we see down the line Martinsburg Washington so to be able to really get your feel for them uh, since in my head I think they're going to play three times this year it'd be nice to obviously get them at home and make your first impression against Washington a win if you're Martinsburg. Well, and it's bigger because they're going to have four games. I guess there was five games within a week span. They played Hedgesville yesterday. They'll play these two games in the next two days of Washington on Tuesday. And then Thursday, they have Musselman. So you got two big EPAC matchups next mm-hmm. week that kind of position you in that 2-3-4 slot because that's where they're trying to figure out where they are maybe in the fifth spot who knows but you know obviously spring mills has control of that number one seed but these games against they they beat jefferson so they have a leg up on jefferson right now um and they beat hedgesville they beat hedgesville obviously so they're two and one because they fell to spring mills already but if you can go four and one that'd be huge yeah that puts them at second There you go. That'd be huge for them. And for Hedgesville, obviously, they're just trying to kind of build the program under head coach Matt Faircloth. They take on Union tomorrow at home. Um, They're going to try to look for their first win of the season before they take on Berkeley Springs on Monday. Yeah, that's a makeup game, Or Tuesday. I believe. Did they have a home-and-home, maybe? No, I believe that is a makeup game. Okay. But that's going to be big for them. Yeah, it's two opportunities to go out there and – Hopefully get that first win. Nick, anything? Uh, I was just going to say, based on last night, uh, what I kind of took away, I think Hedgesville obviously needs to work on you know basic fundamentals in a lot of places. Um, that was really a struggle for them last night. And then for Martinsburg, I mean, they kind of did what we expected them to do last night with the win over uh, Hedgesville. So helps build some momentum. I like what Coach Fitzpatrick's doing with that program, I think. They could uh, be a team to look out for come playoff time, but uh, you know that game on Tuesday will really give us more of an indication of how good this team is in the impact. Yeah, uh, you know, looking at this before we wrap up this matchup, Martinsburg now two and five on the season, two and one in the EPAC. Hedgesville own eleven, own four in the conference. Um, let's take a look at the other game from around the EPAC last night, and that was in girls' hoops, obviously. Spring Mills beat Musselman 62-37. to The Lady Cardinals now 8-0 and 3-0 in the EPAC, while the Lady Appleman fell to 2-6 and and 1-2 and in the conference. Um, obviously, we've talked about Spring Mills a lot this week. We had head coach George Goskon earlier in the week, but it's just it's amazing how the run is continuing and how they're doing so well with their freshmen and it seems to be also very spread out there's not one singular top scorer on this team necessarily that's going to score 30 points in these outings it's very well spread out i mean you look at last night's game uh 16 points for dandridge six assists regan Edsel, the freshman had another double double 10 points 14 rebounds and six steals maya griffin had 13 points on the night uh you know that just seems to be a very good scoring that's kind of spread out throughout the team yeah, it was a uh, good game for them, a 25-point win against Musselman. And it's a still low-scoring night, which was a little surprising for Spring Mills because they, they almost average 
80 points a game and only scored, as you just said, Spencer, 62, but still a win's a win. Still undefeated, and they dominated. It's just I'm hoping, because this has been in the back of my mind, and I'll go on the air with it. I'm hoping that Spring Mills is as good as a team that we think they are because of the 8-0 record, and we know the athletes that they have. But at the same time, they're going up against the teams around this area that we know have really all, as a whole, been struggling this year, to say the least. So it makes you question, are they looking that good because of the teams that they're playing, or are they actually that good? And I'm hoping it's the latter. I think it could be a combination of both. I mean, it's pretty similar to what we see in Martinsburg football for the most part. Like, Martinsburg football dominates everybody in the EPAC. And that doesn't mean that they're playing bad teams. Now, the football side, we've obviously seen those other teams, you know, make the playoffs and be successful. And we probably won't see too much success from the other girls' basketball teams just based on the fact that, you know, their their records and their numbers don't really show you that. In football, you have four teams qualify for the playoffs. And even though Martinsburg's blowing them out, they're competitive with each other. Um, but I think it's somewhat similar to that. And then... The other thing, if you were at all concerned about maybe that being a little bit closer game last night at early on, I think Musselman is known to fight and battle. You know, they're going to be yeah. a tough team. A.D. Elliott, uh, you know, preaches toughness. So they're always kind of tough early and give you a great effort, um, which could have led to that being a closer game, even against some of the other top teams in the state. Musselman played pretty well defensively. So uh, while their offense hasn't been, you know, nearly on the same level as a team like Spring Mills, they've had good enough defense that can kind of keep them in games at least for a half. Um, So I think it's still nothing to really be concerned about with Spring Mills, but I understand your point there, Colin. Obviously, you know, we know these teams have kind of struggled this year at times, so it's, it's tough to get a read on how good the Cardinals are, but I don't care who you're playing if you're winning games by 60 points in 4A against 4A opponents. Yeah, it's big. You're, you're a good team. It's Yeah, it means that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And, as and a team. You're, you know, they're doing a lot of great things. So I think there could be some things that hold them back come state playoff time, but uh, overall I still think they're, you know, one of the top teams in the state. But you have to also look at this as they're kind of a team here the last few years that have been on that upswing. They've been in that same spot getting to Charleston – and then not being able to to win games down there. But this mm-hmm. team, comparatively to those other teams, looks a lot stronger. So when you think about it compared to the other years, I feel like the last three years it's really been Spring Mills in the girls' hoops that has kind of been, not necessarily three years, I guess last two years, that's kind of been powering up, and they've kind of been, they're maybe getting to their point where they're, they've reached the top for them and that top could be a state championship. They're, I mean, they haven't lost a game. Last year they started out slow, and then they had a big winning streak throughout the season, and then they lost a game. So I, I, I think that this could be the year that potentially you see them make a run in Charleston. And I clearly hope so. I, I'm not saying this to be yes. rude in any way. I, I clearly but you have to look at the numbers. And we, we, you know, they're not getting the respect. That that they, they're not getting the respect in the polls throughout the state. And you know you have to. That's got to make you think. Yeah, and, and I just why don't are they not be getting that? 
fooled to the fact that they look good to us maybe because everybody else is weaker. That That's yeah. just why I felt like bringing it up is yeah. because I really badly want a girls' <coughs> basketball team in this area to finally have success when it comes to the state tournament. And I'm hoping that we're not being fooled because of everybody else being weak to make us think that they're good. I, I, do I think, think the thing that, that clearly good, shows out is that they're being these teams so handily. And yeah. It's not even close. If they were winning by like 10 points or less every single time then you would say well yeah they're undefeated but you know they've barely gotten by against teams with one to three wins and it's like well how good are these wins and then how good is spring mills but since they're dominating these teams so much it shows that they're on a different level how that's how does that stack up with the rest of the team in the state you know that will be determined in march so yeah it will be but uh, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford, and Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more on their side of this break. We'll preview tonight's action, and uh, including the game that we'll have tonight, Hedgesville hosting Martinsburg, uh, plus the other two EPAC matchups. And then uh, we'll look at West Virginia as uh, we've we got news to speak about about their coaching staff, and then we'll preview their game tomorrow at Oklahoma. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WR and TV 10. We'll be back in two minutes. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from zero percent goal of financing for all and parsons famous above market trade-in allowances that help make parsons number one for used cars too see why so many won't buy anywhere but parsons ford in martinsburg we became number one by making you number one first parsons at the berkeley county health department our motto is prevent promote protect since 1935 our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public we're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services including blood pressure screening breast and cervical screening family planning counseling lab testing and more we perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards the berkeley county health department 122 waverly court martinsburg Larry DeMarco team at Modern Realty Results believes buying a new home requires a dedicated team that cares about your needs and concerns. Our experienced team is from the area and we care about this community because it is our home as well. Whether it's a $30,000 home or a $3 million home, we will be hands-on and invested throughout the entire process. Thinking of buying or selling in West Virginia? We've got the tri-state area covered. When you're looking for the perfect gift, look no further than L.A. Roberts Jewelers at 146 North Queen Street in downtown Martinsburg. Choose from a huge selection of unique items from the finest diamonds that make your eyes sparkle to exquisite timepieces, figurines, and collectibles. Buying from L.A. Roberts Jewelers means that you've made the decision to do business with people who've excelled in the industry for more than 100 years. They'll be here tomorrow when you need them, and if you need your jewelry or your watch repaired, they'll do that too. L.A. Roberts in downtown Martinsburg. Old world jewelers for a new age. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, 
Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you, produced on the TV 10 side by our intern, Gerald Wright. We'll get into our matchups tonight. That uh, Our game will be Hedgesville hosting Martinsburg, one of the oldest rivalries in the EPAC in basketball and one of the biggest rivalries in the EPAC in basketball. And last year, Martinsburg goes 2-1, and one, and the both wins come on Hedgesville's court. And uh, the first game was a three barrage, really. And Nick had a quote from the broadcast that I will never forget. He goes, somebody hit a three. I think it was Christian Bolduke or Cam Wilkes. And he said, Spencer, the three-point contest isn't until next week. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, look, we talk about it all the time with Hedgesville, and they add Elijah King to that piece of uh, players that can go off on any given night. They have three kids that can score 30 points. Yeah. Uh, you know, given the opportunity to, um, it's a very you know deep team, a lot of balance there. So you got like the Eagles as a team so far this year, but Martinsburg's been tough. And they went on the road to Jefferson. They gave them a fight. They gave Spring Mills a fight. Uh, granted, that was without Keyshawn Cheek, but still, I I can't see them just laying down. Yeah, and, and letting Hedgesville you know pour it on tonight. It should be a close game at least for a half, I would think, between these two teams. And it's a major rivalry. You know, it's probably the best rivalry around here in basketball. Um, it has the history. It's it has the two of the best programs. You know, they've both won state championships within the last uh, since two thousand. So, um, you know, these are programs that we expect to bring great games, and we had great games last year. I'm looking forward to this one. Should be a, a fun one at a Miller stadium or miller arena the george miller arena gilbert gilbert miller is that it no miller arena whatever it is uh but yeah you're looking back at those last year contests it was 67 61 uh on the road victory for hedgesville then martinsburg on the road gets the win in overtime nine days later uh 66 60 and was it wilkes that hit the three yeah Cam Cam wilkes, wilkes hit the three to take it to overtime and then, you know, going back and watching that game over the last couple of days, it, it was a, really just like a free throw game at that point. Yeah, uh, Martinsburg. Like, they were, everybody was just in foul trouble, so when they fouled, somebody was going to the free throw line, and they weren't getting shots up, and it was just kind of kind of odd to me that that's how you finish a game in overtime. Yeah, and part of it was because Hedgesville had to foul to stay in the game there late uh, to allow Wilkes to hit that three. Uh, just a crazy game there, so. Um, you know, those two teams, we talked about it all week. We've really hyped up this matchup. And, I mean, a big thing that I think is interesting is you have two players on the Hedgesville side that started their careers in Martinsburg and Cam Wilkes and Stefan Barclay. So you had the familiarity there. Um, and then you have this kind of young Martinsburg team led by Avion Blackwood, the senior, who's just been phenomenal this season. So, uh there's a lot of great storylines heading into this one. It's a great rivalry and uh, you know two legendary coaches as well and Coach Church and Coach Rogers. So when it comes to EPAC basketball, I mean, this is the the granddaddy of them all, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, we've been told numerous stories about how it would pack the gym back in they the day. They had to play at Shepherd. Every time, or they'd have to go play at Shepherd so that they could fit enough of the fans that wanted to go see this game and i'm hoping that environment comes back tonight we got to see a terrific environment 
last week between Martinsburg and Spring Mills, and this is a bigger rivalry. This is a rivalry when it comes to high school basketball in the area. When Martinsburg and Hedgesville goes at it, everybody wants to be able to tune in in some sort of way, and up until the next time they play, that's the talk of the town. We have your number. We beat you. You also have to think of this as Spring Mills comes out of Hedgesville. Mm-hmm. Right, so some. No, I'm not saying all of the people that you know go to Spring Mills, all the families that root for Spring Mills, at one point rooted for Hedgesville. So I, that's why you see that kind of thing happening. Is you know, you're 15 minutes away, you got to go to every game, but it's definitely going to be an interesting environment. Uh, you know, watching that documentary, and you know they used to line up hours in advance oh, yeah. to go to the game. Now, I don't know if that still happens. I mean, last year we didn't see this much because COVID was still very much a thing. That's true. And, it, you know, it still is now. I'm not saying that it's not, but it seems to be we've seen more people coming out to games this year than last year so far this basketball season. So I expect it to be a big crowd. I expect that second layer of bleachers oh, to be Oh, I want that out. second layer to be full, just like the first layer. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to be a good one tonight. 7.30 tip-off, 7 p.m. pregame show on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10, WRNR TV on YouTube. I'll be on the call with Nick. Colin will be interviewing the winning head coach at the end of the ballgame. Yeah, Colin just I'm didn't good. mention me last night. What was up with that? You just said Spencer will have don't like me anymore. I apologize. That's I okay. forgot who was honestly <laughs> on color with him, if it was Dylan or you. Uh, all right. Fair enough. Other games around the area. It's all EPAC matchups tonight. Spring Mills host Musselman. Uh, what do we think about that game? You know, Musselman's still trying to rebuild this year. Obviously, Spring Mills is off to a great start. Keyshawn Cheek returns to, for them tonight. Um, I, I don't see this as as a intriguing matchup necessarily, and this is nothing on Musselman. And, and you know, we've seen them quite a few times. I just think that this is just one of those teams where they're not all together like they were last year. They're yeah, just they're not. Still, they're, yeah, still they're still outmatched. trying to figure things out. On paper, they're outmatched. Yeah, tonight, Spring Mills is one of the top three teams in the EPAC right now, and Musselman's one of the bottom three. I just it's think just it's, where that is right yeah. now, and that separation is it's too pr- big pretty, for me to think this yeah. is a close game. That's a good way of putting it, Spencer. So I, I hope it's a great game. I, yeah. I, we always talk I about I'm how wrong. scrappy Musselman can be. But, but it's really tough to put that into fruition and realistically believe that would happen. Yeah. It seems to me, though, that Musselman does have some bright spots on their team. It's just, for whatever reason, every time we've seen them this year, it does seem like they're kind of dysfunctional as a, as a squad. So if they can maybe just cut down those turnovers, get into their offense, uh you know, have have some good offensive possessions. This team is capable of at least being competitive in a game yeah. like this. It's just we haven't seen them really just fix their mistakes. So it's still pretty early in the year. Maybe this is the game where we start to see Musselman turn the corner and develop a little bit, but Spring Mills is a very tough team. They're getting Keyshawn Cheek back tonight, so... He's going to be ready to play. He's going to be motivated to play. It is tough to see them winning or, or making it close tonight, but, hey, you never know. It's EPAC basketball. Uh, I don't ever want to just count a team out completely. 
It's just going to be tough because Matt Mahood needs to have a big game, right? And he has big games. And he has, but it's just, this is the point it's really that about I wanted to get to for everybody it. else than him, I think. Yeah. Everybody else has to step up because I, I'm expecting, as Spring Mills has done multiple times when we've seen them, they've put Max Anderson, one of the best defenders in the Eastern Panhandle, on their opponent's star, and I would not be surprised um, if they make Anderson... Probably just not. face guard Mahood tonight. At, Probably not. Cause maybe not height. all game long. I think you put Caleb Thomas on Mahood. You get that length. So? Yeah, they have similar heights, similar yeah. lengths would, there. It I makes would, a lot more yeah. sense. But then you're losing Thomas as a shot really blocker. As that but I don't think protector. you have to. I don't think you have to face guard in this game because while Mahood is, you know, kind of their whole offense. I think if you just kind of focus on on guarding him straight up. You can still get that shot blocking ability. I mean, Anderson's tough too. Like, even though he's not the biggest, he can definitely play bigger than his height. So it might be how they play it. But we'll have to wait and see. I mean, they have good defenders, really. Keyshawn Cheek's a good defender too. Um, but he wouldn't be matched up on the hood. I think Thomas probably takes him, but we'll see. It is a good point that if you do try to face guard and you bring Thomas away from the basket as much. That takes away his shot blocking ability. You could see ability. Shelton down low then, potentially. Gordon have yeah. a night if it's Thomas that goes on Mahood. So that's why I think you have to leave as the rim protector and go Anderson. Because Anderson also has the athletic ability that if you need him to do that the entire game, he can. I, since we haven't seen Thomas do that, I don't know if he can. Yeah, they're both really good defenders, though. Caleb can definitely you know guard on ball well, yeah. so... We'll just have to wait and see how they – well, we won't see, but I guess we we'll hear about it. <laughs> yeah, potentially, hopefully. Right. Uh, the other matchup tonight, uh, the battle for Jefferson County. Jefferson host Washington, 730. Uh, I believe it is at – no, it's at Washington. So Washington hosts Jefferson tonight. Uh, we have not seen Washington. I think that's the only team in the EPAC we have yet to see. We were supposed yep. to see one of their games, but unfortunately we had to move things around due to a prior engagement. We're going to see them, though, in a month from tomorrow. We'll be there for a game with them. Um, but, you know, Washington is a team that, uh, you know, is kind of I, – I don't know how to put them because I haven't seen them enough. You know, they're 2-6 and six on the season. They, they're Right now they're 0-2 in the EPAC. With losses to Hedgesville and Spring Mills, you know, a 30-point loss to Spring Mills, a nearly 23-point loss to Hedgesville. They lost to Mountain Ridge last Thursday, or yesterday, excuse me, 66-50. to um, You know, Jefferson's, Jefferson's Jefferson, and I think that it's going to – I Washington could surprise us tonight, but I think Jefferson gets the win. I still think Jefferson's the best team in the Eastern Panhandle and the team to beat, and I think that, again, they make that known tonight with a big win against Washington. Yeah, I would agree with you, Colin. I mean, we haven't seen them against the other two teams that we believe could be close, but it just seems like from a talent, the ability to shoot the ball from three, nobody else really has those kind of shooters in the EPAC like they do. Uh it's tough to see Washington being very competitive tonight. They're still a young team that's trying to grow and develop, and they've shown a little bit of improvement based on their you know numbers from this year compared to last year. So that's good for Washington. It is a rivalry, so you have to give them a little bit of a chance, but the way Jefferson has performed this year and the shooting that they have, it's tough to imagine them yeah. 
coming out for a win tonight. I'll be honest that for a brief moment, I was letting Jefferson's record fool me because the three losses compared to last year, obviously, as we've stated multiple times, going with 23 straight wins being undefeated all the way up till the state tournament. But you you look at those losses and they're two really great programs, Morgantown, St. Maria Goretti, and then Gainesville was because of a miracle buzzer beater. So th- yeah. this Jefferson team is still maybe not as special as last year's team, but still a dominant force that I th- feel like has to be, in everybody's mind, the team to beat still in the Eastern Panhandle. I do yeah. think that they'll drop a game in the EPAC this year. Potentially. Spring yeah, Mills? I think Hedgesville or Spring, Spring Mills can knock them off once. But yeah. overall, it does still seem like Jefferson is is a really good team. And but will, be that, very tough. will that one time come in a regional you hope not if you're jefferson yeah. but i mean it could yeah you never know or right. it might not happen at all yeah let's move on to uh west virginia yeah uh, this came out yesterday evening early late afternoon like 4 30 uh, we weren't alerted to it till we were at the game and john alderton asked us our opinion on it and we didn't even know about it yet <laughs> Uh, but West Virginia Athletics has parted the ways with men's basketball associate head coach Larry Harrison. He spent the last 16 seasons on the Mountaineer basketball staff, including 13 as associate head coach. He was with Huggins for 24 seasons overall after spending eight seasons with him in Cincinnati. Uh, apparently, it, it was a athletic department decision, not a Huggins decision from what he said on the show last night, um, which is very interesting to me. Uh is this a scapegoat because they can't fire Bob Huggins? I don't know what it is. It, it's definitely a weird situation, and we were talking about it, as you said last night, an even weirder situation that uh, Coach Huggins came out publicly and said that he did not have basically any involvement as what was originally speculated, and that that kind of doesn't really rest well especially with a new athletic director going in it almost seems like he's trying to put him under the bus and be like this wasn't my decision because as we know he was a Huggins guy right with him in Cincinnati he came to WVU with him and has been there almost the entire time if not the entire time so it's a surprising move and we'll see if it actually was the right move or if it was just a scapegoat and nothing's going to change well the mountaineers they're back on the court tomorrow at noon you can tune into mountaineer basketball for the mountaineer sports network beginning at 11 a.m tomorrow with the pregame coverage they take on oklahoma in norman at the noble center both teams 10 and 6 west virginia 1 and 3 on the road oklahoma 5 and 3 at home uh, this is going to be a tough matchup for the Mountaineers. Both teams, are they both winless in conference play? I don't know what Oklahoma is in conference. I know WVU obviously is 0-4. Oh, they beat Texas the Tech. So they're 1-3. They're 1-3 in West Virginia's 0-4. So. That game, if you want to watch it instead of tuning in on the radio, but I encourage you to tune in on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740. You can watch on ESPN2. I hope they win. It's been a frustrating four-game losing streak, especially after the start they had. And they looked better even though they lost against Baylor. They made a few more threes. It's just got to clean up the foul trouble. Yeah. Huggy Bear is already depressed on the uh, 
show last night. He did, he sounded very sad. I, I believe it. Form. He said that they're probably better than last year's team after a deep breath. So we'll see. Yeah. We're probably better than last year's team. Uh, that's, he's like, <laughs> probably. We're better than last year's team. All right. Well, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by Arsini's Home Store. Not just some appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding. Outdoor living in his family owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way. You go to Orsini's.com for more on this side of this break. We'll talk NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. We'll give our... Uh, we'll talk about the matchups and give our predictions. Stay tuned to the after this commercial break. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. WV Medicine is pleased to introduce eight new providers at Berkeley and Jefferson Medical Centers and University Healthcare Physicians. Dr. Muneeb Malik, Nephrology, Neonatal Nurse Practitioner Antonia Montag, Dr. Janice McMillan, Endocrinology, Nurse Practitioner Kimberly Applegate, Infectious Disease, Nurse Practitioner Saba Ademe, Hospitalist, Certified Nurse Midwife Brianna Lilly, Physician's Assistant Scholar Sade, Family Medicine, Dr. Kelly Ash, Family Medicine OB, WV Medicine, growing to meet the needs of our community. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 for your Friday, the 13th of January 2023. You know, I knew it was Friday the 13th and almost somebody almost hit me when I was trying to turn on to... Uh, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it wouldn't be Friday the 13th without something like that happening. Uh, but welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix. We will get in talk, or we'll get into some NFL Super Wild Card Week in action. All begins tomorrow at 4.30, 4 p.m. on the... One of us on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740 from Westwood One. Their coverage begins with NFL today at 4 p.m. Uh, but the Seahawks and 49ers tomorrow, 
tomorrow night on NBC, which you'll hear none other than Al Michaels. Al Michaels returning to NBC for um, uh, and uh, the NBC second game in Super Wild Card Weekend. I did not know that. I saw that this week. I was like, pretty cool. Tony Dungy will be his broadcast partner. Uh, I can't get Collinsworth. <laughs> He'll, he's calling the Ravens, the Ravens games. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not going to pull him double. That'd be really harsh on Mike Tirico if they said, yeah, Al's coming back. <laughs> You're <laughs> yeah, all Sunday night now with Tony Dungy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so Sunday, Saturday night at 8.15, Chargers-Jaguars. Sunday, 1 p.m., Bills-Dolphins. 4.30 p.m., Giants-Vikings. 8.15, we just mentioned Ravens-Bengals. And then Monday night on ESPN will be Cowboys-Buccaneers. We'll start breaking down these matchups. We'll start with the Seahawks 49ers. Seahawks come in with the wild card at 9-8. and eight, And the 49ers come in at 13-4, and four, winning the NFC West. Uh, 49ers favored by nine in this one. This will be in Santa Clara. Uh, we'll go around in a circle. I'll be the last one. So, Colin, what do you think about this game? I want it to be a good game. I, I like Geno Smith, obviously, former WVU quarterback. And if Seattle wants to be competitive, they they just have to go guns a-blazing and play like they have nothing to lose. But that's really tough to do on the road against the best defense in the NFL. So I, I think the 49ers – win this game and it probably won't be close yeah i tend to agree i don't think it's gonna be a very close game between these two teams it was a eight point game last time they played but that was a thursday night so thursday nights are always kind Mm -hmm. of difficult and also uh, seattle's combined to score just 20 points in the two games combined so they haven't really had much offense against that best defense in the nfl uh, Geno Smith playing in a playoff game while he has been good this year he's kind of dropped off as of late it seems like so I'm going to go with the 49ers big uh, over the Seahawks I'd be shocked if uh, San Francisco fell in this one Gerald? Unfortunately the Seahawks are my team but I'm going to go with the 49ers as well Now you got to go for your team Gerald come on I'm being realistic bro You're not going with your <laughs> yeah, team? Nah, take notes defense. For later on, Nick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The yeah, Ravens are losing. Oh, we'll get to that later. Well, don't don't, yeah, don't give out your thing. So you have the you got the 49ers winning this one. Yeah. All right, I got the 49ers as well. I think that defense sets a tone for the ball game. Obviously, Purdy is Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, but he can do some things. I think it'll be that defense that really sets the tone in this one for the 49ers. We'll move on to the Jags hosting the Chargers. Chargers 10 and 7, Jags 9 and 8. Jags win the uh, what NFC or AFC South. Is that it? Yeah. That's I right. always forget because the, the, the Colts are definitely not in the South, but they're in the same division. Well, Jacksonville definitely is in the Yes, South. you're right. Uh, the Chargers are favored by one and a half on the road. Colin. It's a tough pick. I, I think I'm leaning with the Chargers, though, still to pull that. I actually think this is going to be the uh, most competitive game this week, at least on the AFC side. I think it's the most competitive one. So I'll say. Chargers by six. Well, the Jaguars absolutely destroyed the Chargers in the regular season, 38-10 to 10 in Los Angeles. Uh, Jacksonville's defense has been playing really well. Uh, they kind of carried them to that win last week against Tennessee. However, I do think the Chargers win this one, but it's, it's definitely going to be close. No Mike Williams in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he gets injured in a meaningless game in the final week of the season. If the Chargers lose, I think they get a new head coach after that decision, and then you lose in the first round. I mean, 
I thought that was a really bad decision to leave them out there. They were leaving a lot of their starters out there, and then you lose in the first round. I would fire Staley, personally. But don't be surprised if it happens. Uh, but I am going to go with the Chargers, just because I think the <laughs> Chargers have no running game. Give me Jacksonville. Ooh. Changing my pick. Okay, okay. Give me the Jaguars. Wow. All right, Daryl. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think they're a sleeper. Um, they've been competing at an underrated level this season. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars over the Chargers. Yeah, I'm going to take the Jags at home as well. I just think he, Nick mentions the running game. And uh, Christian Kirk, you know, dangerous uh, when it comes to deep balls. And, you know, I think he really exceeded what it, his contract was for him this year. Uh, but By I the think- way, Mike – just remember who those three picked and who I picked. <laughs> well, and on Monday, when I'm the right one, I expect a raise, please, Mr. Hornby. Well, yeah, you're lucky you, because I don't think Mike's tuning in. He's a little busy down Always in Charleston these days. A little busy down in Charleston as a House of Delegate member these days. All right, we'll move on to Sunday, 1 p.m., Bills and Dolphins. Dolphins favored by 13. Colin, go. Bills, blowout. End of story. Different. Yeah, Skylar Thompson is going to have to start for Miami with no Tua, no Teddy Bridgewater. So, if Buffalo loses this game, uh, then you know you'd be shocked. There's Miami's. Just, I mean, if they had Tua, maybe they make it interesting with the the offensive capabilities that they do have, and they did uh, play a competitive game earlier in the year against the Bills, but. With no Tua and no, not even Teddy B out there, I'm going to go with uh, the Bills big as well. Um, yeah, I'm going to agree with Nick and Colin. I'm going to go with the Bills as well. I want to see the Bills win it all, actually. I want to see them win the Super Bowl. It's been a while, so. They never won. They've been in four of them, but they lost yeah, all four. Yeah. They lost all of them? Oh, yeah, yeah, they lost in a row. Four. Well, yeah, I want to see the Bills win. Four falls of Buffalo. I'm going with the Bills as well. I think just the whole story of the last few weeks is he's going to push them to it, to getting to the Super Bowl in the least. Whether they win that or not, that that'll be we'll take that road later on. But I think they make it to the Super Bowl just propelling off the just the whole situation and you know rallying for Demar. Uh, we'll move on to the next game, 4:30 p.m. Sunday on Fox. Giants at Vikings. Vikings favored by three in this one. This is probably the biggest toss-up matchup. I think, of the whole playoffs because the Vikings are the Vikings, but they're also the Vikings. They're also who, <laughs> I don't, what, like, what's Kirk Cousins? You're getting 430 Kirk Cousins. What is 430 Kirk Cousins' record? I, I still think I go with the Vikings in this one. I, I know we've seen the Vikings be inconsistent at times, but I, I think they wake up now that it's a playoff game. We almost saw the Giants be able to come back and meet them in the regular season but then the Vikings just got to a whole different level. I think they do the same. They have the experience. The Giants, unfortunately, don't when it comes to the postseason. So even though I was originally going to say that this one was going to be the most competitive NFC game, I'm actually going to put that in a different one later on and go with the Vikings in this one by two scores. Um, I don't see that happening, Colin. I think it's definitely going to be a close game. The Minnesota Vikings have been the most inconsistent team in the NFL. Uh, you look at some of their scores against you know these weaker opponents, and even the Giants. It was a three-point game, so I like the Giants in this one. I think they're the most popular upset pick, pick this week, and I'm going with the G-Man. I love Brian Dable, what he's done. Minnesota, to me, they just are playing very good football right now. They just got absolutely demolished by the Packers. 
They've had, you know, got lucky against the Colts, lost to the Lions. So this team is just, I mean, they have a lot of offensive talent, but they don't seem to find ways uh, to really blow anybody out. So if the Giants are sticking around, I think they pull off the upset on the road in Minnesota. I just think this team's been very inconsistent. Um, I'm going to take the Giants as well. Um, The Vikings, like Nick said, they're way too inconsistent. Like, when it comes to big games, they've been settling lately. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and pick the Giants as well. Now, to be fair, the Giants are kind of the definition of inconsistent at 9-7-1. But (laughs) I I think they'll – They have more consistent performances even in their losses. They're usually more competitive. Yeah. All right. I am picking the Vikings in this one. I just Mm. think that – I don't know. The Giants, if they win, they don't win the next round. So I just they don't give them a chance much later on. So I'd rather see Vikings win because I think they have a shot to get to the, the, the NFC Championship game. So I'm taking the Vikings in this one. Sunday night matchup, NBC. We will not have this on our airwaves due to the Ravens affiliate being in Hagerstown. Uh, Ravens, Bengals. Um, I'm just going to start with my pick now just so we can get through this faster. Uh, obviously, it's going to be the Bengals. Ravens without Lamar Jackson, without uh, what even is their backup's name? They got some guy named Anthony. Anthony Brown. Put some Anthony respect Brown on the is name. a third string quarterback. They're not going to win. Uh, Bengals win. They're favored by nine. I take the nine. No, that won't happen. Bengals blow them out and take the points as well. All right. Well, look, I do actually think the Bengals are going to win, but I think the Ravens can cover this game. I think it was an 11-point game of four turnovers for Baltimore a week ago. The Ravens did not play their top offensive weapons with J.K. Dobbins and Mark Andrews, and their defense held uh, the Bengals to about 2.3 yards a carry. So if they can do those things again defensively, uh, you figure with Dobbins and Andrews in the game, the offense is a bit more explosive. I think they cover but I will go with Cincinnati since they're playing at home, and, and obviously it's hard to pick the Ravens, but I'm rooting hard for the Ravens, and I think if they win, I'll be very happy. But I think they at least cover. All right. I'm going to go ahead and go with the Bengals as well. All right. Uh, we'll move on to the final game, a super wild card weekend, Monday Night Football, 815 ESPN ABC, plus multiple, I believe the Manning cast will be on as well. Uh, Cowboys, Buccaneers, Cowboys 12-5, and five, Buccaneers 8-9, and nine, both are – or no, well the Buccaneers are division winners. Cowboys first wild card. Dallas favored by two and a half. Tom Brady, I believe, is undefeated against the Cowboys. I ta- I'm taking Tom Brady. It's Tom Brady in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're fa- they're they're not favored. The Cowboys are favored by two and a half in this one. But I have got the Buccaneers in this one. Colin, quickly go through. This is the most competitive game in the NFC. This is the one that I was waiting for. Bucks get the win by a field goal. Mm. I'm going with the Cowboys. I think Tampa Bay. At- I mean, they won the worst division in football. They've had one good week on offense in the past month, and it came against the Carolina Panthers, who are a terrible team. I think Dallas comes in here, gets this win. Uh, even though I don't really trust the Cowboys in the playoffs, I think for the first time ever, Brady loses to Dallas. Uh, I think their defense is good enough to get them the win, and if they can get the run game going as well. Gerald? I'm going to say Tom Brady's reign is over, and I'm going to go ahead and pick the Cowboys. All right, wow, that's, that'll be interesting. That'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. We'll wrap things up after this break. Brought to you by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle and let deliver to you. If you don't like it, then take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. We'll wrap things up after this two-minute break. Had a good time. 
This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. It is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a new or used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stephen Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Are you looking for a full-service web design company right here in the Eastern Panhandle? Then look no further than Pro Design LLC, specializing in web design and development, web hosting, and application development. Pro Design is a locally owned company serving local clients since 1997 with a reputation of quality, creativity, and personal touch. Let Pro Design build or redesign your dream website. Find them online at professionaldesign.com or phone 304-676-9940. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hang out with you, produced on TV 10 by Gerald Wright, our intern. Segment sponsored in part by the Marriott Group. Of Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343. Stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Colin, why are you laughing? Because I thought I could get away with lip singing because it wasn't Nick or you producing and Gerald got me. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to go back and watch that. Yeah. Um, he's learned already. Sorry. You're good. Uh, so we got about a minute and a half left in the show. Uh, how do we do this? It's the weekend. Uh, what is everyone looking forward to this weekend? Colin, start with you. Football, obviously. <laughs> Super wild card weekends here. Going to be watching football. I am looking to football. <laughs> Gerald, what are you looking forward to? Um, football and a little bit of Shepherd basketball, hopefully. All right, there you go. I, for one, am looking forward to watching some football Sunday. But I won't be watching very much football on Saturday. Because I get to go 10 rows up for my third Capitals game this year. Uh, gotta love the perks of my sister's fiance. His company has t- season tickets. So uh, going to my third game this season, hype for the Capitals, play the Flyers, and uh, hype to see Tom Wilson and Nick Baxter back in the lineup in person because that'll be great. Uh, but that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Remember to tune in to EPAC Hoops tonight. Big matchup between Hedgesville and Martinsburg. 7 p.m. pregame show, 7.30 tip-off. 
Uh, and then this weekend, you can tune into Mountaineer Basketball tomorrow, 11 a.m., 12 p.m. tip between the Mountaineers and Oklahoma. Then NFL from Westwood won all weekend except for Sunday night. You're tuned into the Sports Mix. For Colin, Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. And for Jared, have a great rest of your day. Hey.